0: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. This week, I'm joined by two guests to talk about two things. Uh, first off, we're going to be talking about a bunch of American cowboys who are just out for your cash, and then we're going to be talking about the bit most popular game of the year, Red Dead Redemption.
2: <laughs>
0: first off, I'm joined by uh, the editor of Digital Arts, Neil Bennett. Hello. And I'm joined by the games editor at Tech Advisor, Lewis Painter. Hello. Uh, Neil, as my uh, slightly left-field joke might have hinted at, we're going to be talking about Apple. They had an event last week in New York to announce uh, a range of things, but mostly the iPad, you say. What was announced um, at the event last week?
1: Yeah, so I was over there in New York uh, at the Brooklyn Academy of Music where, to great fanfare, Apple released a new iPad Pro uh, alongside a MacBook Air and a, a new Mac Mini. Uh, And topped it all off with a uh, rude word free performance by the singer Lana Del Rey. Who uh, was a kind of odd choice because she couldn't mention the uh, album of her new title because it's got a swear word in it and had to change the name and main line of her next single, Venice Bitch, to uh, Venice Chick, which weirdly killed the main play on words in that thing anyway. So, <laughs>
0: so Apple or, radio edited Lana Del Rey for their own event?
1: Yeah, it's kind of an. Yeah. Just I mean, get Bruno Mars in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get Cliff Richard in them. I mean, if you <laughs> want to play it completely safe, I mean, you know, Daniel O'Donnell, I mean, you know. But um, yeah, so the new iPad Pro. So this, this features a uh, new bevelless design uh, with flat sides, which just, to me is kind of reminiscent of the old iPhone five. Now I kind of like this design, but uh, some people sort of find it dated. Um, there is two still two models. There's a uh, small model, the uh, which has a larger screen than the previous model, and uh, a larger model that has a small, smaller overall um, size than the uh, than the previous model. So uh, yeah, it's either going up and going down and going down and going up. So uh, the main <laughs> thing is though so that uh, it's you know it's up to fifty percent more more powerful and features a new pencil and, and keyboard. Now, uh, the removal of the bevel around these models means that uh, instead of using your finger to, to open them up, uh, you use uh, Face ID. So you have to you know, present your face in front of it, uh, much like with the, the new iPhones and I think most Android phones. And uh, if it recognizes you, then, uh, then, then you're in. No more you know, having to stick your uh, sweaty prints on the, uh, on the side. So
0: we're, 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 fi- we're home buttonless now on the iPad. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. But we do not have a notch, I'm guessing.
1: No. Uh, and the slightly tricky thing with uh, face ID is if you're like a lot of artists, you draw with it just sitting on the table. You have to try and grab it and sort of uh, tilt it you towards did. you mm-hmm. for it to recognize your face.
3: You have to do this with the phones if they're on your desk yep. as well.
1: Yeah.
3: I've bought a special charger that angles it at the di- at the right angle for me,
1: just so I can oh, look I at it and unlock it. it. Yeah. Yeah, or really I might handy. just
0: actually be cheap and just like wedge a piece of like cardboard underneath. Nice. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that that works fine, except if you're that kind of artist who wants to have it flat on the desk because they like to draw mm, that way. Yeah. Um, now the old iPads were kind of curved at the back, so you could it made it easier. I think Johnny Ive, um, yeah, head of design at Apple, actually said that it was designed to make it feel kind of pick upable. This new one isn't isn't so much. Uh, so you know they've had to keep the back flat because there's a new keyboard that just works pretty much the same as the old one, but it just connects in a slightly different way. Um, also missing alongside the home socket is a uh, headphone socket. That's gone as in the uh, iPhone, iPhone 10. Um, Bravery. That's basically Apple telling you that you need to buy some wireless headphones like their own uh, AirPods because now you've got different headphone connectors on your phone because it's got lightning, on the iPad because it's now got USB-C, and on your uh, um, uh, Mac, which probably got a standard headphone socket. So I
0: refuse to be cowed by Apple and, and spent the £9 on the oh, headphone know, yeah. adapter because I like my... Cheap nineteen
3: pound Sony headphones.
1: I think as though I think I'm on my third one of those adapters because I've managed to lose all of them. Yeah,
3: now. they're yeah. very small. I leave them attached to old pairs of headphones and then I lose them, and, and along with it goes the adapter.
1: But, but this could just be me. I mean, Apple were kind enough to, uh, you know, with our review unit of the iPad Pro, they also loaned us a pair of uh, AirPods, and I'm. Nice. It's, it's been a few days. And I'm pretty much, you know, I'm, I'm really surprised I haven't managed to lose any of those. So yeah, nice. You know, wired technology is great for people like me who of putting things down and then going, <laughs> where did I leave that again? Or, you know, just put, slamming your bag into a uh, train compartment and oh, just yeah. uh, everything falling out. So, uh, But again, that, that could just be me. Uh, the main thing about this, as we said about these uh, new iPad Pros, is that they are up to 50% more powerful than the, uh, than the previous model. Now, that doesn't make much of a difference right now. The apps that we have on the iPad are tuned for the current generation of iPads mm-hmm. and don't run any faster. Well, there's you know, no, absolutely no issues, really, with most of the ones we've tested from our apps, design apps, games. Um, but what this allows is it means that developers can start looking to the future. When, you know, we've seen demos of things, there, there was an NBA game, uh, which runs at very high resolution and has really kind of complex models of uh, all the players. Um, there's things like Photoshop for the iPad coming, which, you know, really can take advantage of this power. So it's merely a case of this is this is not powerful now; it's powerful later. The real innovation, I think, for for right now is the new pencil. This is slightly shorter than the uh, than the um, uh, the one with the previous model. The main thing the difference is with it is that it has one flat edge, so it no longer rolls off your desk. Which Woo. is again, re- a lot of artists have come back and said that's brilliant. That's like a reason <laughs> to buy it because I, when I put it down, it stays where I put it down. Um, it also kind of has it's, it's slightly shorter but it's not any any lighter and this is good because actually if you're an artist or a designer you, li- you you like your kind of stylus or pen or pencil or paintbrush to have a kind of heft to it to have some weight to it because it actually mm-hmm. makes how you make your marks on the page um, better. Because you have more control over a heavier implement this is why the apple Pencil is so much better than the um you know the the biro like microsoft surface pen or a lot of other kind of uh, styluses that we've we've tried over the years this is this is a real kind of artist tool it's connects to the ipad magnet- magnetically so again you, if you stick it to the ipad or the fridge or wherever you happen to have some metal around you it'll stay there and it also when you connect it to your ipad like that it charges wirelessly another new feature is that it has? You can double tap on the uh, end where your your fingers sit on it, uh, which allows you to have you know to select, change between, say, a brush and a razor, or copy and paste, or you know, set off certain controls. Again, this is something where app developers are going to have to build support for it, but it's uh, you yeah, know, it's it's. Something which you know, once that's built in, I think a lot of artists, a lot of designers, a lot of everybody who's wants to ha- you know be able to do more than just press this this thing onto the iPad and and you know, push it around, you're going to get a lot more control with that.
0: So Neil, let's talk about costs. Um, you, you mentioned the pencil, uh, the AirPods, uh, the keyboard, um, the iPad itself. I, I'm guessing we've got a pretty expensive set of kit here.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is not a budget. You know, the, Apple makes a budget iPad. Um, which you can use with the old pencil or for children. Logitech make a very good crayon for, um, for, for those with less, less manual dexterity. But yeah, this is a high-end device uh, and it costs that as much as you'd expect for that. You know, the, the, they're still selling the old 10.5-inch model for the same price. The 11-inch model is you know, substantially more expensive than that. And then it's about, I think, about 200 quid more uh, for the 12.9-inch model.
0: So where does this come in? Is it between like 700 and and £1,000? roughly
1: we'll cut that bit out i think no i'm guessing i'm guessing I'm
0: guessing it's there because like the as we'll talk about in a second the new macbook air is is about 1200 um usd so i'm guessing the ipad can't be about the same price point as that um and i think because of the power of it and the fact that it's got that keyboard is is they're really trying to present this as the budget laptop option now rather than actually producing a budget laptop is the way i see it
1: um, I think it's it's not so much about price; it's about what you want to do with it. If yeah. you want to do a lot of typing, you need a keyboard. Yeah. At which point, you need a laptop. If you are working away where you're, you know, what you want to work more visually, uh, and you want something where you've got a touch screen where you can move things around, whether you're building flowcharts, whether you're drawing, you're painting, or you just want something which is, you know, is, is a nicer experience to, to work with, then you know, the iPad Pro or the the cheaper iPad is perfect. The keyboard that comes with it is good enough. But I would certainly wouldn't want to write a two thousand words, you know, story no. or report or something like that on it. Um, you know, it's something where you know it's about what you want to do rather than how much you want to pay. There are basically you know equivalent in cost to a laptop, and just I've and just, just as far by
0: the way, it's um it's seven six nine for the eleven inch, and it's nine six nine for the twelve point nine inch. So that's that's the base
1: model, and that's yep. not including sixty four gig in isn't it, LTE or um. Uh, You know the the different sizes. No one buys the cheapest model, so Mm -hmm. it's going to be whatever. You know, you you, if you're if you're going to whatever the the. I'm trying to find out what the the, what's the price of the one two eight
0: or two. Well, the original iPad is
1: now down to three one nine. No, Hmm. it's just the the ten point five inch, which is the iPad Pro. Yeah, that's six one nine. Six one nine, which is the same price it was before. Yeah. Why is it not loading? I don't know. Why is it? uh... It's just not having it.
0: Anyway, um, so that's the iPad. Uh, I think um, it's quite clear considering who your audience is, Neil, who this might be aimed at. Uh, th- this is for creatives. I'm looking at their website now. It's photographers, it's artists, it's people that use the pencil. Is-, is that kind of how they presented it in New York?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's something, but then they've always done that with the MacBook Pro as well they say this is for artists, this is for designers, but there is also a substantial amount of people who are just working in business mm-hmm. and want something that yeah. is powerful or want something that makes them feel creative mm-hmm. or makes them, you know, it gives, the, it's that aspirational value to, yeah. to Apple products. Not everybody needs to be, you know, the next, um, you know.
0: and neighbor yes, yeah,
1: Yes. <laughs> or, you know, you know, wants to be, you know, the next you know Tom Hovey who does all the artworks for Bake Off but they'd all like to think that they can be sure. that, that person they'd all think they want to be that person so yeah and that allows them so alongside that they also announced a new Mac Mini which yeah, some people are going to be interested in. but the one that really got everyone going was the the new MacBook Air
2: yeah which...
0: this, this caught my attention um, as I said to you earlier because of my twist feed I actually thought this was the main announcement not the iPad but um, as, you, as you said earlier it was the other way around they kind of Put this on at the end, didn't they? Um, but the reason this got my attention is selfishly that I'm I'm in the market for a new laptop, and um, I find the Apple uh, laptop range um, maddening, um, completely confusing. Uh, you've got kind of a you've got the a, now what's called the original MacBook, which is basically the same size as a MacBook uh, Air, which is thirteen hundred dollars. Then you've got the MacBook Air now, which is twelve hundred dollars, so it's slightly cheaper. Um, and then you've got the MacBook Pro, which is sort of up there at the 14, 1500. Um, so I, there's about, you know, 200, 300 pounds difference between all the models. And it, it's really difficult to make a consumer decision between any of them, I think.
1: Yeah, it's to do with the size and the weight and, and the color as well. I yeah. mean, one of the things that everyone was, was going bonkers for over in, uh, in New York was the rose gold version of the, the MacBook Air. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> when we went to a hands-on area to try the, try the products out afterwards, Half the people, you know, you could see there was like three different MacBooks Airs in a row. One rose gold, the other colors next to it. Everyone was clustered around the, uh, <laughs> the, the rose gold version trying to take photos. Maybe that's just New York. Maybe that's just the fashion crowd. But that's where, you know, you know and I think that's what people, they're looking at it as a piece of design, mm-hmm. as its aesthetics. People want the MacBook Air or the MacBook Pro, not because it's less powerful or cheaper. It's lighter and it's easier to sling in a bag. Yeah. If you want performance, but you're going to put up with it being, you know, thicker, heavier, you know, harder to carry around, then you're going to, you know, to go for the pro. That's why, you know, a digital arts audience is always going to go for a pro rather than an Air or a standard MacBook because they need the performance that's there. If you are a traveling executive, business person, journalist, the MacBook Air is perfectly, perfectly good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also seems to be with Apple that they, you know, when they launch a new product, they will keep the older product there. It's, yeah, it's still
0: here on their site. So, um, and it, it's nine four nine for the the older MacBook Air. Um, but then the new ones now are either one one nine nine, so twelve hundred quid, or fourteen hundred quid um, if you're going to boost up the storage. Um, so that that's quite a hefty discount on the old on the old model. But as Apple know, their yeah. their consumers want the newest thing.
1: Mm-hmm. But also, it's it's about if you're going to replace like for like. I mean, if you're looking at that's the reason why the MacBook's still there. No one's probably going to go and buy it by their own choice because why would you? You just go and buy a MacBook Air. But if you're an organisation that has given MacBooks to a, a number of people and they just want to replace like for like, then then it's there. Yeah. It also also helps makes the new product look even better value and more powerful when <laughs> if you can compare it to the to the older one. But that's you know that's that's sales philosophy. That's for for another conversation. But it's you know. The, yeah. What's what they've done... it
0: anchor pricing?
1: Yeah, it's yeah. anchor pricing. It's going okay. This is how much it is for this thing, but if you only pay this little bit more, you can get all these wonderful things. Which yeah, yeah. Google it. Um, <laughs> I just find
0: it funny that the uh, the new MacBook Air um, is um, bigger and heavier than the MacBook. I just find that that <laughs> bizarre. Not very airy. Yeah. No. Um, so it's it's an inch uh, larger on the um, display, and it's also point um, four ish of a kilogram. So 400 grams um, heavier. Um, but it's obviously, uh, it's the power differential um, because it's the newer product that, that kind of marks it out. And then we assume that the MacBook will come on later and they kind of come in these weird truncated cycles.
1: If, if they do, I mean, it's yeah. been, a, what, how long? Four years since they last launched uh, a new MacBook Air? Yeah, it's and been they, a while.
3: You
0: know,
1: and they, what they've added to it is actually, you know, you've got a Retina screen, you've got the latest generation processors,
3: you've got a Touch pretty, ID. Like I said, Don't forget yeah. Touch ID. That's a pretty cool one.
1: Yeah, something they've kind of just taken away from the iPad Pro. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These <laughs> things come in cycles. It's, just, you know.
0: it's funny because, like, obviously back in the day, the, the the laptop would be the most cutting edge, but now it's kind of there's a it's few bits behind. that are lagging behind the phones, um, which maybe is a hint towards Apple's priorities.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I'd say. I mean, for me, I think it's the iPad Pro is the one that's kind of pushing the most boundaries at the mm-hmm. moment. But but that's the one that most innovation is possible. We're still, you know, with laptops, you know, not much has changed really. Yeah, we talk about like touch ID, but fingerprint sensors have been around in yeah. laptops since when was it? I don't know. Lenovo probably or you know IBM ThinkPads back in the nineties had, <laughs> uh, had you know fingerprint sensors too. Oh then. they were horrible though. Yes, they didn't really work and <laughs> yes. uh, you know, the the laptops were incredibly ugly and yeah. You know, but the 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 point being that It's there. The, yeah, if this is none of this is fundamentally new technology in terms of how things be but the ipad pro is where they can really push things forwards where they can go actually we can innovate in a way that's going to be interesting and allow people to 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 do different things Mm -hmm. and also because it's a new generation of technologies there's a lot more flaws Mm -hmm. that they've discovered as time go on um, that they need to innovate on you know some of which is as simple as the fact that they realized that uh, people's pencils were, were rolling off the table. And so they create a new pencil, which has got a flat edge, so it doesn't. I mean, it's, you know, there's, there's more mistakes to be made and more things to be corrected and more things to be uh, improved on uh, with the new things, you know, with a new format like the iPad Pro than, than, you know, the laptop format, which has been around for 30 years, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, great. I think that is um, plenty of Apple chat. Um, but I did want to kind of get your feelings about the, the event in in its entirety and the the products were announced was it generally a positive reaction or were people a a tad disappointed Um, how how was the the reaction to these well certainly the
1: reaction at the event was incredibly loud I mean Apple you know Apple events are known for whooping crowds Mm -hmm. now maybe because it was in an opera house it may be because it was in New York Maybe because Damned they it loud.
0: the people that go.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I mean, it was the usual mix of journalists, celebrities. We saw Naomi Campbell there. It was, you know, it was it was a usual kind of, um, you know, usual Apple crowd. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, you know, so far, and we, we, I've spoken to a bunch of artists who have, uh, you know, also received uh, iPads from Apple. Um, and they've all been un- overwhelmingly positive about it. They all love the drawing experience on it. They all love... You know um, the the power of you know they can see the potential of the power of the of the for the apps that they use. Um, so I think it's you know it's going to go down well. Yeah. Um, but I think at the moment people are going to well probably wait off buying one for for a little while unless you are one of those kind of techno fetishists who has to have the the brand new product.
3: Why did you look at me when you said that? <laughs>
1: It's going to
0: happen to me. I I banged on about getting an iPhone 10 for about a year and a half and then I finally did it last month and I'm going to do it with this MacBook Air at some point. I'm just going to moan and bitch and whine about it for ages first.
1: But I think when when there's new versions of Procreate, when Photoshop for the iPad comes out, Mm. that's when I think everyone's going to leap on the new iPad Yeah, Yeah, that's
0: a step change. Cool. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back and talk about Red Dead. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite I've been wanting to talk about this game for a long time. <laughs> oh, I know. You've been wanting to get your hands on it for a long time. You finally <laughs> did. Uh, it came out last Friday. Is that right? Last Friday? Uh,
3: not the Friday, just gone Friday before.
0: A couple of Two Fridays ago. ago. Yeah. Um, it it made the kind of splash that Rockstar would have wanted. Oh, yeah. uh, critics um, seem overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have been sinking hours into it. One of my colleagues has taken four days off work to play it. Uh, <laughs> how How are your sort of top line reaction to the game now that you've bit had two weeks
3: of it i mean it is amazing like yeah. uh, in terms of open world games i i don't think i've seen anything quite as complex as what rockstar has here i mean you know gta 5 was an amazing open world game mm-hmm. and it felt really alive and, and red dead one was, and an yeah amazing... yeah red dead yeah exactly yeah uh you know both amazing open world games but Rockstar's taken that formula and kind of evolved it this time around so um you've got you know, you've still got like your main missions and stuff like that that you do. But um, in terms of stuff that you do when you're not doing missions, you can just kind of wander around and random events will happen to you depending yeah. on what, what, what you've done in the past. So I'll give you an example. I was kind of wandering through a forest and this um, gang kind of stopped me and they were threatening me. I oh, don't come through here, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know the kind of thing that Western happens in these stuff. games. Yeah, stuff happens out west. Yeah. So I was like, OK, 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 cool, cool, cool. And I turned around and I killed them all because I'm an outlaw and that's what you do. Um And I thought that was the end of it, but apparently not, because I was riding along a few days later at night and um, I got jumped by a lot of them. And they sent like a flaming um, carriage towards me that blew up and it kind of sent me flying off my horse and I was by myself and they were just coming from all around me. And that was a retaliation because I killed them a few days before. And it's little things like that that really make you want to go out and explore the world because, you know, open world games have been around for ages, but I never really want to explore them beyond kind of going to the missions and doing the collectibles and stuff because, You don't really ever find anything that interesting. But this game, you do find interesting things around every corner.
0: Yeah, it's funny. The original Red Dead Redemption was a game where I would just kind of ride around on my horse. But it wasn't because interesting things would happen. It's just because it was so jaw-dropping to look at. Um, But it's nice now that you get um, kind of some additional stuff. It's interesting what you said in terms of the retaliation. Because that's one thing that I'm hearing a lot of with this game. Is that um, open world games have always been built on the promise that your actions have consequences. Mm -hmm but they haven't always done that. They've always no. tried to find a way to kind of make a linear storyline not feel linear. Yeah. But this one feels like it's slightly different and they've actually s- started to achieve a game where you um, your actions have consequences yeah. long into the game.
3: Yeah, so you've got like an honor system that you introduced to really early on, <clears throat> which will kind of rate all your actions as good or bad. And this will kind of form people's opinion of you uh, when you're kind of interacting in shops and stuff like that. So if you're good... Uh, and you kind of you get your rating up really high when you go in shops people might offer you discounts they'll be more friendly kind of stuff like that whereas if you're uh, kind of a really bad outlaw people will start to be more threatening towards you and um, the opportunities that you get in missions will change depending on what happens and as well as that you do get to make um, choices in missions that reflect uh, reflect not only the outcome of that mission but the overarching storyline as well
0: of course, if you um, kill someone off, they're probably not going to be um, an interesting character. in no, the No, exactly.
3: Yeah, do you know, they, they, uh, this is what I do really like: uh, Red Dead Redemption Two for because the, you know you got a massive camp of outlaws that you start with, and it's it's kind of got that Game of Thrones esque feel to it, where yeah. they'll just kill people off for no reason. Like mm-hmm. you know, there have been times where I was sat in a in a in a you know just watching a cutscene, and it's just boom one gone, boom, another gone, and you're like, hang on, wait, those you know, mates. what? <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's those moments that make you feel, yes, you know, this is a great game, but it doesn't carry on that way.
0: Yeah, so you, um, the, the as I said earlier, the reviews and the reaction has been overwhelmingly positive, but but you've got some reservations, right?
3: Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I've, I've completed the main campaign in its entirety now. Well, um, it took me quite some time it must have been yeah, every kind of evening two weeks. It's going yeah, to take every evening about for two about years. two weeks so yeah <laughs> it's gonna take a while <laughs> um but i mean for the most part you know it's a really really good campaign it's very varied you know uh you know in these kind of games you can get stuck in a cycle of go somewhere shoot people up come back but um in red dead redemption you'll be doing different things like you can go fishing you can go i mean you can rob trains and rob banks and all that kind of stuff but you'll be doing more than just that and it kind of gives it a variety which is nice and my it also bro- my but, brother on that note my brother told me at the weekend that he um
0: on saturday night got in after having a few beers and then got stuck into i think two
3: hours of poker in red dead on in one of the taverns (laughs) nice yeah because there's so many mini games you've got like uh uh, poker and dominoes and um i can't remember what it's called but you know where you put your hand on the table you get your knife and you kind of stab between your fingers Yeah, you got that as well so you can do that yeah knifey stabby (laughs) so you got all these little things that you can do as well as kind of the big missions which is really cool but i think yeah one of the things i really like about the campaign is that it puts a focus on the characters themselves. Like you can go on all these optional side quests with the with your uh, members of your gang so you can kind of learn more about their backstory and stuff like that. And it makes you care more about them in the main campaign uh, missions and, you know, when they get injured and when you have to go and save them. You're kind of you more invested in it. But yeah, like I said, I, I'm not a huge fan of the late game gameplay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be too spoilery here, so I'm not going to go and drop in any, any bombs. But basically, um, about three quarters of the way through the game, I'd say, you lose access to a hell of, of a lot of your stuff, like mm. horses and stuff like that. So, you know, there are some very rare horses in the game that you it can take hours to hunt down and, and capture. And once you've gone past this point, you've lost that. You have to go do all that again. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, you, it happens fairly late in the game. So you've done a fair old chunk of all the open world things. And then it kind of feels a bit like a slap in the face Yeah. to the game. You know, you put all this effort in, all this time and then it's not really worth it because you have to do it all again.
0: Yeah, so they, yeah, they've made some some creative choices which are kind of purposefully maddening. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's just yeah, not a fan of that. I kind of it did it did actually leave. A, I mean, you know, you've still got all the other things you can do after after the main um, campaigns. Don't you can go back and do all your side quests, and you can go and repeat missions if you want to get the gold standard uh, for each yeah. one. You can go hunting and all that kind of stuff because there's over two hundred species of animals. So yeah. you know, hunting alone is going to take you ages to kind of uh, do everything. But yeah, left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. But got to catch them all. I'm just waiting for Red Dead Online. That's going to be what saves it.
0: Yeah. So, so what's the what's the deal with Red Dead Online?
3: Um, there's no solid release date yet. Uh, a lot of people think it's going to be this week, but mm-hmm. I, I'm doubtful of that. Because... Yeah, we're recording on
0: Wednesday, by the way. This is probably coming out on Friday, but yeah, yeah no news as of yet. No.
3: Um, yeah, the people think it's going to be released on Friday because that's two weeks after the launch of the game. Mm-hmm. And with GTA five, there was a two-week break between GTA five that and GTA sense. Online. But prior to the launch of GTA Online, Rockstar released like a long uh, deep-dive trailer showing you all the kind of things that you can do in GTA Online and stuff like that. Haven't seen any of that for Red Dead Online yet. Yeah. I mean, I know it's coming as a beta, but I feel like they're, they're going to do something like that because they did it for the main game. So why wouldn't they do it for the online? And I don't think they'll do it with two days. You know, no. you, they won't release it two days before. They want to build that hype as much as they can. This so is, it'll be out by the end of November, but I don't think it'll be this week.
0: This is a really newbie question, but um, what does the online version of, a, of an open world game like this look like?
3: uh basically the same as the offline It's a single player game so it's it's the entire world of red dead redemption 2 yeah. uh with people online i mean with with gta online i think it was like 30 people in a lobby sure. uh, i'm not sure about what the details are for, for red dead 2 because they haven't really announced anything about it yet um but yeah it'll be the entire open world map you can do uh, you can you can go to the shops and interact with i mean it's really interesting actually because unlike in gta online where you can go to a shop whenever you want day mm-hmm. or night um, in Red Dead Two, if it's night, you know, if it's the middle of the night, and you go to the market, you're not going to be able to buy stuff. Of course, they're instantly asleep, so you will have to wait until the morning comes before you can buy stuff. And, and you know, it's little things like that that kind of make the world feel a bit more real. But I think the highlight for most people is you know, meeting up with your mates and riding across America and yeah. taking down outlaws. And there's there's uh, rumours about like a battle royale kind of mode coming to the online. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Um, so yeah, there's going to be some interesting things to do. But yeah, Rockstar's keeping quiet about what that's going to be.
0: Yeah and and the world itself I assume
3: is is one of the biggest oh. sort
0: of open worlds that's ever been created.
3: It's it's big. Yeah, you know, it's big and it's varied, I think is the key thing. You know, you can get really boring open world games where it just all looks the same, but you know, the graphics in this game just they're insane. I'm running it on a PS4 Pro and it it looks like something you are getting out of a, you know, a high-end PC. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the particle systems and everything just looks really realistic, but the weather and the lighting just look just adds that realism like you know you'll kind of get to the top of a mountain or top of a hill and you'll look down and you'll see the kind of light streaming in and you've got yeah. like fog from the early morning kind of rising off the floor and it's just there are there've been quite a few moments in the game where i've kind of come out of a clearing and Kind of seen this vista and just stopped and just you know taking screenshots and just be like, wow, yeah. this is an amazing game.
0: Because the original Red Dead Redemption had a had a, a really sort of beautiful world, but it was very much the traditional idea of the sort of American West. Whereas this one, I hear, there's mountains, there's streams,
1: yeah. there's woods. Yeah,
3: it's really varied. You've got kind of like snowy mountains, mm-hmm. um, and you have to change your clothes depending on where you are as well. Yeah. So if you're up in the, in the freezing cold mountains, you can't be walking around in a t-shirt because you'll no. freeze to death. Uh, so yeah, you've got like swamps and snowy areas and deserts and forests and and it always different areas they'll have different kind of animals that you can hunt so you've got alligators in the swamps and you know that kind of thing and that kind of helps make the world feel more alive because you can be wandering through a swamp and get attacked by an alligator or wander through a forest and get charged at by a bear you know yeah. you're always on edge that something's going to be coming to kill you if, if, even if it's not an outlaw fair
1: I mean you mentioned it being you know looking like a high NPC game on your PS4 Pro yeah but it's not available for PC is no, it is, is it not just yet.
3: is it just for it's just consoles for now but i mean that are they going to do a PC version that was the same that was how GTA 5 launched it was consoles only for about a year and then it came to PC later um red there dead are rumors didn't, didn't it no red De- i don't think red dead uh, redemption ever came to PC but i feel like with what happened with GTA 5 they'd be silly not to do it with uh, red dead redemption 2
1: well, as a PC gamer yeah get on with it get huh. just gimme i mean you're selling <laughs> it. you've sold it to me <laughs> just rockstar get your ass awesome gear and gearing yeah, i think the main the, the main thing i'm
3: really because i saw a rumor about this because i mean it's, it's been rumored for ages that it's going to come to pc eventually but the latest rumor is that it could offer vr support because um red dead redemption 2 has a, a first person mode for the entire game and it does look amazing but i'm so pumped about the prospect of possibly exploring that in virtual reality because, yeah, it's just one of the most amazingly gorgeous detailed games I've ever seen in my life. And to experience that in VR would be amazing.
1: Now, often when you have of the consequences of your actions in games... It's quite clearly signposted what those are going to be. Yeah, of in the you know, sort of better you know, some of the best kind of like narrative games, things like Life is Strange, mm-hmm. you don't know what the outcome of your action. You can't even work out what your yeah. so it yeah. feels more like a kind of moral choice, yeah, in the decision to make. Where on that spectrum does it does the new version, you know, Red Red De- Redemption Two sit? I
3: mean, you kind you can kind of work out um, what's the good option and what's the bad option because. Uh, for or on PlayStation anyway generally speaking the good option is always square and the bad option is always circle right. but you don't know what will come from those decisions um and yeah it can be it can be quite misleading sometimes i thought selecting one would do one thing and it just completely did something else and i was like no 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 i didn't want that but yeah. you know too late now <laughs> yeah um
0: i wanted to talk about another aspect of this game um which might not be as fun but um I was quite taken um by the story um that came out just around release time in in Kotaku about the kind of the culture at Rockstar that that produced this game yeah. um the culture of crunch which was not a the term crunch. that I had heard of before but I'm sure as a as a games journalist you'd yeah. heard before um, it sounds like this obviously um was an extreme example, but obviously this is an extreme game. I yeah, mean this exactly is, yeah, it's a massive. This is a it's a game that needed a huge amount of effort and, and man hours to, to be produced. Were you kind of surprised by that story and the content of that story in terms of the hours these people were working and the culture that I, Rockstar had?
3: can't say i'm surprised in the slightest no it's not unique to rockstar like you know all these companies have crunch like, if i have a crunch time just before release you know that who wants to push the game back again yeah. you know especially if it's been pushed back like two or three times like red dead hands I mean, it was yeah um you know you don't want to do that. that's your last resort so obviously the only thing is to do is to get people to work a bit harder and
1: or hire more people i or mean the, people. i mean this is something that happens in the visual effects industry mm. it happens in software development it happens in a lot of industries. Mm-hmm. The one area the areas where it doesn't happen is things like film production where everyone's unionized. Yeah. And yeah. the best way to f- because the best way to fix it is if everyone in those industries joins a union. Yeah. And I do. then companies will have be forced if they want to get it out on time, hire more developers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hire more artists. Hire you know, you know, pay them overtime.
0: I think that's the thing that was maddening for a lot of people at Rockstar is that um, some people were contractors and some people were salaried and the contractors got paid overtime and the salaried people didn't, but they yeah. were working the same 10, side. 12 yeah. hour days. Um, it, I think if anything comes from this piece, um, it might be a leveling of the playing field. Um, but as you said, unionization is the is the clearest way to achieve that.
3: I do think it's bad for from Rockstar to remove the credit of anyone that leaves before the game came out. That's just petty, isn't like, it? That is just petty. Yeah, so... Yeah, any, anyone that didn't wasn't there until it went gold. End. Yeah, their name's not on the credits.
0: I did think um, one thing that was really interesting, um, like insight into the industry, was uh, the, the opening line of the Kotaku piece um, was about, uh, they decided quite late into development that when they did the cut screens, they, the, sorry, the cutscenes they wanted to have it shot in like a letterbox, yeah. old school cinema yeah. style. And it's like, okay, yeah, as a creative decision, that's yeah. a really cool idea. But then as a game developer, you look at that and you're like, oh my god internally screaming everything yeah every
3: single cutscene has it's to be not, re-edited
0: yeah it's not quite as easy as just adding some some black lines no the exactly screen. yeah
3: because you have to reframe it because the black bars might cut off something you might need to see and all well, those kind of fun things that you don't really think about <laughs> yeah
0: so i think it, it's one worth keeping an eye on to see if um if that does have any impact on the industry and if any changes do uh, do come from it um, I think final, final thoughts on the game. Um, you're overwhelmingly positive. Is there anything else about the game that kind of blew you away um, that's that's unlike any other game that you've played before?
3: Well, oh, that's a good question. I think it's just the way that the world feels lived in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of, you know, there's like, they recorded over 500,000 lines of audio, of dialogue, just for kind of the NPCs and stuff like that. So when you're walking along, you know, wherever you are in this open world, you will not hear the same bit of audio is repeated twice and you know it's not that thing where if you kind of stay in one area in an an open world game you'll hear the you know the conversations will start to cycle you'll hit the end and it will start back at the beginning it's just like you know it gets really annoying but that doesn't happen in red dead 2 you know they'll carry on their conversations they'll walk off they'll go somewhere else all these npcs have lives you can see them walk into places you can see them going and doing their things and it'll change between day and night and you know it just and they'll respond to you you know how you're acting if you shoot if you're being threatening if you're being kind and friendly they'll respond to you differently and yeah it's that contextual menu where you can choose to rob greet confront uh, depending on what's happening um yeah it just you know makes the world feel so alive cool
0: right that's enough from us this week uh, thank you as always for listening uh, thank you guys thank, thank you. you see you next week
1: UK Tech weekly podcast.